I'm Caitlin. I'm Rachel. I'm Emmy. So it's fellowship time. That's the rumor. There's a fellowship, and there's a ring. Some elves are getting up to stuff, and I guess a few hobbits. I, li- I like hobbits. <laughs> I've always felt actually a good kinship with hobbits, because they eat and they drink. And sends him on a quest. Gandalf super doesn't really want Frodo to get out of the house. Suck it, Gandalf. Pipeweed? Pull up an armchair, grab a pipe and a pint from the green dragon. So you want to read Tolkien. Reading The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, here we are back for chapter 10. Strider. And his long Woo! I wonder who this could be about. Alright, so chapter 10, Strider, let's just get right into it. Characters, I guess I'm doing that. Strider, a mysterious worldly ranger who knows things. Frodo, pretends to be worldly but does not know things. (laughs) Pippin, Miss M, and Mary all know nothing. I would actually argue that Mary's got some... Mary knows something. (laughs) Mary's got some moments in this chapter, yeah. Bill Fernie, one of the suspicious men who left after Frodo's debacle with the ring. Oh my god, I'd forgotten that they named the pony after a person. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Butterver, our protective innkeeper. Well, our forgetful innkeeper. And Nob slash Bob, his hobbit assistant. <laughs> because they are one. Maybe. Let's not confuse oh. people. Mm. Not actually in the canon, but in our heads. Bob never shows up. He's not important. Forget about Bob. I was, I was going to shorten the name of our podcast and say, well, in the Tolkien canon, but then, no, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the short summary of this chapter, uh, everyone has an actual talk, finally. And we learn that Strider is a friendly guy who's actually named Aragorn, and he carries a broken blade. Hmm. Maybe significant? Uh, also, Gandalf had left a letter for Frodo telling him that bad things were happening. Bad things are indeed happening. Nice, 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 nice. For the first time in our history of the podcast, Emmy is taking the long summary. Woot woot! I think I've done it before. Yeah, I don't think it's technically the first time. It's not my but... first time. It's just been my first time in a while. Hi, everybody! Um, I don't remember. Um, so... Um, Our hobbits make their way back to the parlor after Frodo's debacle with the ring, which he then tries to cover up as being, you know, not creepy when it was. They restart the fire, and then when they turn around, they discover that Strider has not only followed them into their private parlor, but is just chilling in a chair. He's just hanging out. Um, I love him. I love him, too. But if we're being honest, he acts like a total creep in the beginning of this chapter. He tells Frodo that he will share whatever information he has, but only for a reward. Not more than the hobbits can afford, he just wants to come with them on their adventure until he desires desires to leave them. Can you imagine, like, 40 years from now, Pippin's telling somebody about the time the King of Gondor snuck into their hotel room? <laughs> They're not technically in their hotel room yet. They're in a private parlor. But, yes. but it's attached to their rooms. You know what I'm saying. I don't think it is attached to their rooms, but I do know what you're saying. Oh, I guess I just made it that way in my head. You're I know, right. I did mind. too, but actually it can't be because of the end of this chapter. So, you're right, you're right. Um, Frodo says no. 
he absolutely will not agree to this until he knows more about Strider. And Strider uh, relaxes and agrees. He's very glad that Frodo is no longer acting like an idiot the way he was downstairs. And he thinks the hobbits are being far too careless with everything, basically. Strider then reveals that he has been stalking the hobbits since Tom Bombadil met them at the Barrow Downs. And he wants to know why Mr. Baggins wanted to leave his name behind uh, when they arrived at Bree, since it turns out that he has been looking for a Frodo Baggins and whatever secret it is that Frodo carries with him. This is finally the moment where our hobbits acquire a sense of self-preservation. They all stand up, but Strider, who it turns out is also affable and very quick to laughter, reassures them that he is on their side. That whole exchange was very weird for me in these books. I actually really liked this bit because it was a very good, like, Remember when you thought you were safe and having a private conversation? Well, you weren't, you know? Maybe you should be a little bit more aware of your surroundings. <laughs> I was listening to you the entire time, and then I followed you here, as if that's totally normal. So not only remember the time when the King of Gondor snuck into our private parlor, remember the time when the King of Gondor stalked us across the plains? Across the Breeland. Yes. I mean, to be fair, everyone is stalking them. That's true. Um, it turns out that Strider attempted to warn the hobbits not to go hang out in the common room and get drunk with everybody, uh, because Strider, of course, has more common sense than all of our hobbits put together. But our friendly innkeeper, Mr. Butterbur, uh, who is very suspicious of all vagabond types, he would not let Strider up to see the hobbits. Um, so the hobbits came down and disaster struck. Frodo is not concerned about his disappearing act in the common room because he thinks that the Black Riders have come and gone and missed the hobbits entirely, while Strider is more concerned that the Black Riders will circle back and that there will be more of them this time. Is this where he mentions he knows how many there are? Mm -hmm. Yes. Im implying that we don't know how many and we haven't seen them all. Yeah, he knows their number, I think yeah. is the way he phrases it, because Strider goes through these moments of high drama and high creepiness. I mean. If you're going to be king in hiding. If you're going to be a vagabond. Yeah. yeah. You got to have high drama and high creepiness. He's so dramatic and I love it. But so also much. he's just like really fast to laugh. Like, ha 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 ha. It was all a joke. Which just tonally makes this entire exchange very different. He's like basically a YA hero. Yes. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. He acts more like a teenager than I would expect one of the Dunedain Rangers. He's He's brooding and tortured and has seen things, but is still quick to laugh and is just worried about our boys. And snarky. Yep. I think by the end of this chapter, they're his boys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> These are my sons and I will protect them. That's true. That's pretty, pretty much, much where we end this chapter. Uh, in this moment, they get interrupted by Mr. Butterbur and Nob slash Bob, who deliver the candles for the evening and tell the hobbits the thing that Mr. Butterbur kept forgetting was that Gandalf had been at the end and told Mr. Butterbur to keep an eye out for our favorite hobbits. And also he'd handed a letter to the innkeeper to be sent post haste. And then Butterbeer never, ever sent it. Butterbeer. Butterbeer. Gosh, I keep saying I'm not going to do that, but I did. Butterbur, which is not much better than Butterbeer, if we're being totally honest. It basically is Butterbeer. Um, so Butterbur kept this letter uh, and just never passed it on. I guess he forgot about it for a while and then conveniently remembered it when these hobbits showed up. But He didn't even remember it when these hobbits showed up. Four hobbits show up and he's like, hmm, I remember that there was something I was supposed to do. 
I feel like I was supposed to tell you something, Mr. Underhill, but also maybe not, so let's just get on with it. It just seems to me that hobbits are not a rare sight in Bree. So Shire why wouldn't hobbits are, though. This have triggered his memory sooner. Shire hobbits are rare. Because remember when they showed up, he was like, Shire hobbits. That reminds me of something. No, I did not remember that, but now I do. <laughs> So Butterbur did manage to hold on to this letter, even if he did never actually send it. And now he hands it off to Frodo and tells Frodo that a ranger tried to get in to see them before they'd eaten dinner, but he didn't let him. And this, of course, is when Strider reveals himself with as much drama as possible. He tells Butterbur that it. the Black Riders have come from Mordor, and Frodo questions whether Butterbur will still help them, given the danger. And of course he will, because, you know, this is a hero's quest. And after a suitable amount of people being afraid and brave about Black Riders, this just circles, this whole conversation goes around and around and around. The innkeeper wonders where Mr. Brandybuck is. And this is the moment uh, where everybody realizes that they should be worried about Mary because there are Black Riders in town, but they don't do anything about it. I'm pretty sure at this point nothing happens. I feel like somebody goes to go find him, but oh, either you're right. Strider or Butterbur's like, no, I'll send Nob. Yep. Or Bob. They're all like, we we should consider going after him wherever he went. We have no idea, but somewhere. And they send Nob, not Bob, after him. So Butterbur leaves, and Strider urges Frodo to open the letter. Um, Gandalf, in his letter, tells Frodo that terrible news has reached him here in Bree, and he has to leave at once, and that Frodo should also leave Bag End and the Shire um, by the end of July at the absolute latest, and that he should leave word for Gandalf at the Prancing Pony, and that he might befriend a man on the road known as Strider. He tells, he ends the letter by telling Frodo to make for Rivendell and that if he does not come, Elrond would be a good advisor for them. He also says, P.S. Don't use the ring again, not for any reason. P.P.S. Be sure that the man you meet along the road really is Strider. And this is where Gandalf reveals that Strider's true name is Aragorn. No one saw that coming. No one. I was very surprised. I know. It's a shock. Gasp and awe. Um, and when he reveals that Strider is actually Aragorn, he also uh, includes the most famous of famous poems. Does anybody want to read this? I'll read it. Okay. Okay. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. It's so good. It's so good. And then after this, Gandalf has a post, post, postscript where he says that Butterbur is flighty as hell. And if he doesn't send this letter promptly, which he really did not, Gandalf is going to roast him. Yeah, it's like October at this point. Right? I know. Yep. So much time has passed. So it's like, if he forgets, I shall roast him. Farewell. <laughs> yep. Bye. I hope they showed butter for that. Look forward to Gandalf cooking you. Yeah, because there is a moment where I think Butterbur says something like, Gandalf is a wizard, and I'm friends with him anyway, even even though he's a wizard. I'm like, wow. So we really do have basically witch hunts going on. Yeah, it's almost as bad as the Shire. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, after reading this letter... Frodo passes it around the room. Pippin and Sam take it upon themselves to follow Gandalf's advice and test this Strider fellow. Um, but Sam has a far stouter heart when it comes to Strider, telling them that even if he was not the real Strider and had killed the real Strider, he could just as easily murder them. 
Um, and because Strider is a dramatic bastard, he throws his cloak back and gets to his feet. So he towers over the hobbits and then he lays his hand on the hilt of his sword and stares them down. But then he says, but I am Strider, so it's fine. Actually, what he says is, I am Aragorn, son of Arathorn, and if by life or death I can save you, I will. So more majestic and more pretentious. And more of what I was actually expecting Strider to sound like throughout mm. this entire chapter. But like, I think this is where he officially adopts them. Yep. <laughs> this is, there it is. <laughs> and then they sign the papers and go on their way, a happy family. Yeah. And then after everybody's like, oh, ha, ha, yeah, you're the real Strider. It's totally fine. Aragorn shows them that his sword that he just threatened them with isn't actually of much use. It's broken a foot below the hilt. Hmm. Much like some other broken sword you may remember. Um, and he says, the time is near when it shall be forged anew. And I thought this was very interesting because it seems like he's seeking out his destiny rather than avoiding it. I don't know. Yeah, I think in the movies they gave him some conflict, while in the books they're just like, yeah, so you're going to be king. Yep. <laughs> Adopt okay. these hobbits, go get your crown, it's fine. Yeah. No, I love <laughs> Step one, <adopt> hobbits. <laughs> Step two, become king. Step three, profit. <laughs> I mean, look, if Gandalf had written up a, lift, a list for him, that's what it would be. No, I think I, I love a couple parts in this bit because, like, one is how he says it. It's like, but I am Aragorn, and those verses go with that name. Like, just, he that you can kind of tell he has the different versions of himself. I love that, I can't, okay, we don't actually know this yet, but I love that so much importance is put on this poem and how it means him, but, like, Bilbo wrote it. It's not, like, some <laughs> ancient prophecy. Yeah. It's just like, I'm a bored hobbit in Rivendell and taking up poetry. Well, not taking up. He took up poetry a while ago, as we saw. But, you know, he's diving into his poetry. Yep. Also that, I mean, we obviously, I, I am still picturing Viggo Mortensen in this because I can't not. But there's a whole lot of talk about how, like, very road-worn Aragorn looks. Mm-hmm. And that uh, how he, part of how Frodo is like, I trust you, as he says what, but I think one of his spies would, well, seem fairer and feel fouler, if you understand. <laughs> and Strider's like, ah, I look foul and feel fair, is that it? It's such a good line. I was gonna say, I think I copied that into the quotes at the bottom, because I love that whole yep. passage. So good. Anyway. Onward. Onward. Fair enough. Now we gotta make some plans. Um... So Strider tells them that he plans, now that he has adopted them, that they will make for Weathertop, which is halfway between Bree and Rivendell, so it makes a nice, you know, I don't know, focal point. Uh, and uh, more importantly, off of the road. And off of the road, yes. It will be rough travels for and our Strider, poor soft hobbits. Strider knows ways to go that the hobbits would never be able to find. I'm not so worried about hobbits finding them as much as I am about the Black Riders finding them, but whatever, Strider. Well, um, the hobbits would have no way to go other than... By road yep or like five feet over <laughs> <laughs> not on the road but like following it just off in the shrubbery yeah <laughs> um then strider talks about how he has been guarding the shire over the last few years when gandalf was off doing his mysterious things which we know our research he was doing you know research he was um, trying to get tenure tenure somewhere <laughs> the university of wherever 
Um, and we learn that Gel. We learn that Gandalf seldom left the Shire unguarded, even while he was away. Which, aw, how sweet! Everybody wants to preserve those sweet innocent boys. Yep. It's, also, I mean, Gandalf knew what was hiding in Bag End. So, yeah. But no, Gandalf. Gandalf need to protect the Hobbit so that there are still ones for people to adopt when they need to go on epic adventures. There yeah. it is. <laughs> and Strider admits that he is worried because they should have had messages from Gandalf, even if he could not come himself. Not all of the innkeepers Gandalf would run into are as flighty as our friend Butterbur. And they all wonder a moment about Mary's absence when, lo and behold, Mary bursts in and tells everyone that he has seen the Black Riders right here in Bree. Mary saw them. Hmm? Oh, yes. I didn't pause. Dramatic pause. Um, Mary saw the Black Riders on the road sliding silently through the dark. And when I was reading this, I assumed because they did not mention horses that there were no horses. And it turns out that's correct. They're the horses they were left outside of town. So it's just these man-shaped Dementor things sliding around in the shadows. And when Mary tries to follow them, um, he sees them moving east. And then he turns back because, of course, he's got to go warn his friends when something comes up behind him and he falls. Slightly unconscious, it seems like. But lo and behold, Nob slash Bob um, was out looking for Mary per Mr. Butterbur. And he sees two dark man-shaped figures lifting something up from the ground between them. And when he gives a shout, they disappear by the time he arrives. And Nob finds Mary lying on the side of the road. I do think it's hilarious that Nob Bob scared off two Two black riders? What the heck is that? (laughs) Like, that just does not fit with the mythology that we are learning about these creatures. But it's like, we've... It seems like only our hobbits in the party are really messed with by them, because right, other people have shouted them off before, and it even is mentioned that Butterbur like slammed the door in their face once. <laughs> right, like everyone is just like, "Nope, get out." <laughs> what are you Except trying to for pull? Our hobbits? Yeah, I do think they make them scarier in the movies, mm-hmm. or at least in the first one. Maybe they—it's that thing where like. Sauron's not back to full power, so they're not back to full power. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Could be. Very, very likely could be. Um, so Mary says that he was really, really out of it, and Strider tells Mary that he was probably most likely a victim of the Black Breath. <laughs> what the hell is that? They just appeared behind him and breathed on him, and he passed out. I like that here because it's an interesting bit of foreshadowing for Mary. Yeah. No, it is. What a name. We'll get there in like three years. Yeah. Um, right. So if the Black Riders are here in Bree, they probably know that Frodo is as well because, you know, those Brelanders like to gossip. And something may very well happen this very night. Um, Strider doesn't think that they will actually attack the Prancing Pony because not all of the riders have arrived in town. How does he know that? We don't know. We have no idea how many riders are in town, but we got to trust Strider because he knows things, many things. Secret things. Secret things, dark things. Strider tells the hobbits that they cannot go back to their special hobbit rooms um, because the riders will know which rooms those are. And with the help of Nob, they do the pillow shaped like a hobbit under the covers trick. They bar the door and window to their parlor and settle down um, to see if they can hold out the night. And that is where we end our chapter. I think what's interesting is that 
it's not the writers directly he's worried about. It's that they'll have, you know, convinced the locals, like evil Bill Fernie and some other people, and that they would attack. It's like the actual people he thinks might do. Real damage. Yeah. Right, he, he thinks the writers will not openly attack a house where there are lights, but they'll convince other people who might very well do that. I do like the bit where he's talking about the ring race, or the Black Riders, and, oh god, I did not write down what page it's on. But what were you looking for? But he for? says something like, they work in terror, or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, you know, their it, power is in making people afraid, or whatever. But, but their power is in terror, and already some in Bree are in their clutch. They will drive these wretches to some evil work. So I like that he kind of explains that they don't generally attack themselves. Or that sentence doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, they make um, other people do their evil deeds. For yeah, them. and they they instill terror and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're kind of more like, fuck me, those things that Emmy mentioned earlier. Dementors. There we go. <laughs> more like dementors than I remembered. Like, I don't know, like, whatever the reverse of that is, because the Dementors, like, eat off of the fear, but right. in a way it's like they're pushing the fear onto people, and it's it's interesting because we've talked about how, like, the Bree people are so, like, xenophobic and stuff, but that's, it's kind of that vibe, right? He's pushing on their fears that are already there to try and get them to do these terrible things. That's a good point. Maybe the Bree people wouldn't have been quite so unwelcoming of these people had the Black Riders not already been in town. Mm-hmm. But it's it's driving the things that are already there deep within them, bringing them to the surface and making them actively violent. Yeah, that's even kind of more scary. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, something Tolkien would be intimately familiar with. Yes, this is true. Yeah, so I guess that's that's the chapter. What what's everyone's favorite bits? I just love Strider so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love his love of the drama. Mm-hmm. Yes, where he, I mean, I don't know, and he's so quick to laugh, which is really really funny. And I do love that he has this poem about his himself memorized. <laughs> this random hobbit who lives with the elves wrote a poem about him, and he's like, "This is the best thing <laughs> ever." I'm so flattered. I mean, to be fair, having once had a poem written about me whilst I pretended to be queen, okay, it's a pretty good feeling. I I can also like it. It explains why he immediately set out to adopt his own hobbits. Yep, it's like I must have one like Bilbo, and he finds out. I mean, it's he knows it's Bilbo's nephew. Yeah. Yes, a mini Bilbo just for me. <laughs> Everything about why he's so loyal to Frodo makes sense now. Some I I do like when. I guess Butterbur is advising the hobbits not to take up with Strider. <laughs> and Strider says, then who would you take up with? A fat innkeeper who only remember... Whoa, what did I do here? A fat innkeeper who only remembers his own name because people shouted at him all day? Savage. Like, whoa. <laughs> to be fair, you forgot your one job. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was earned. It was earned. I just was like, that was quite the burn, Aragorn. I like that Gandalf signs the letter with his personal rune like three different times because yeah. he could not end this letter. He just kept adding things. I do also enjoy the simplicity, the simplicity in his, I will roast him. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so good. And if he doesn't do it after all this work I put into this letter. Yep. Although with that burn, I thought, I think Aragorn took care of the roasting. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else? No. Yeah. Let's get on an adventuring. Let's go walk. I do like how this was walk basically, walk uh, walk. what is the television term for it? Where you have like a whole episode all in one location. Literally all in one room, right? Yeah. They, nobody, like Mary came into the room, mm-hmm. but and I guess Nob left, but like we don't see them. The narrative there, never yeah. went outside. Mm-hmm. We were just in this parlor the whole time. Yep, we learned some stuff. People finally talk. Oh my gosh, got some information. Got introduced to a broken sword. Some poetry. Got some, and got that, some stress. And that was uh, chapter ten. So join us next week for chapter eleven. A Knife in the Dark, I think? Yep. Yeah. It's going to be Sounds a good right. one. We're going to have lots to talk about. Yay! You sound so excited. Um, or like, sure, you sounded so sure. So if we don't have a lot to talk about, blame Rachel. Oh, Perfect. Okay. <laughs> There's going to be stuff to talk about. That's fair. A whole lot fair. of stuff happens, and as mentioned, and... Yes, that, that is very fair. Um, but we will see you next week for A Knife in the Dark. If you have any questions or comments about this chapter or next week's chapter, you can tweet at us at toreadtolkien or email us at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. Please feel free to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast You just run software, out of words there? Whatever of choice. I, podcast, podcast app of choice. Platforms. Yeah, there we go. Podcast app of choice. Um, and I believe that is everything. So uh, I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. I've been Emmy. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Uh, all that is glow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We are rolling. <laughs> Four words in. Four words in. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I said butterbeer earlier. I'm not I'm not judging. Yeah.